0: The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DiPietro Show.
1: The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call J.K.L. Engineering today. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas high-efficiency carrier Infinity system, they're energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient. Reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates of the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L. is carry factory, authorized dealer. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, you know, for over 50 years, J.K.L.'s reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved national grid BPI installer. J.K.L. is also a Navion certified factory dealer called J.K.L. Estimates of free financing is available. 401-351-7600. Rhode Island, Massachusetts, it's J.K.L. Engineering. 401-351-7600. It's John DiPietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of the show is brought to you by Brothers Disposal, now offering weekly trash collection services. Brother's Disposal, Roll-Off dumpster, dumpster, and remember, it's the purple dumpsters, whether they're uh, 10, 15, 20, 25-yard, weekly trash, residential commercial. Brother's Disposal, now offering weekly trash trash collection services. Call them for an estimate, 401-688-0517. Brother's Disposal, call for a free estimate, 401 401- 688 0517, now offering weekly trash collection services. Get those purple dumpsters. And on top of that, remember if you need a dumpster in your driveway, call Brothers Disposal today, 401 688 0517. Well, folks, the story that I want to play for you see, I I hate this and I'm disgusted by it. Some people sent some of these photos to me, but it all has to do with the Warwick Mall. Now, as you know, it was, uh, you know, never mind Saturday was a monsoon. So you have businesses trying to stay in business. And so people go shopping and these people start snapping photos. Now I see people in masks and they're walking by and people trying to do some Christmas shopping, but now all of a sudden it hits the media. Let's hear it. This is from Channel 10. It shows
0: the place apparently packed with people, despite Rhode Island's two-week pause. Well, this had a lot of people concerned
1: about crowds and how it could lead to more COVID cases.
2: The I-team's Katie Davis went to the mall's general manager looking for answers. Many people have been sharing these photos on social media, saying they're upset about the size of the crowds and worried that shoppers could be spreading COVID-19. But the Warwick Mall's general manager tells me the mall was within its legal limits for capacity. And he stresses that the mall has a zero-tolerance policy for face coverings everyone must wear a mask.
0: Bottom line is we want our customers, our community to be safe. If you look at the couple of photos, they took one spot in the mall and, you know, any photo can look like it's a big crowd, but if you were to take a a higher, higher level, you would see people actually pretty, pretty spread out.
2: The GM tells me there were about 6,000 people right inside here on Saturday, but that's actually well below the mall's legal maximum of 7,000. He also says, Most stores offer curbside pickup for a safer option. In Warwick, I'm team reporter Katie Davis, NBC10 News.
1: You know, I hate that. I hate that story. And I know it seems critical of NBC10. But the people that are truly the ones to blame, and I get this, are the people sharing this stuff on social media. Listen, what's wrong with some of you people? You have to stop this stuff. This has become the rat society. I do blame the politicians. It started with like Mayor Lorza telling people, shame people. If you don't see them wearing a mask and call us. People, people don't know what to do. People come across something and, and they don't even know what they're sharing. And it's adults. I get people that have sent me photos of Governor Raimondo sitting at a table in a restaurant and they put, she doesn't have a mask on. Right. She's eating. You can take off your mask to eat. And then they'll respond. Well, she said you're supposed to wear a mask. No, I, I understand that. She did say that, but not when you're eating. I know, but I have a picture of her not having a mask. Yeah, I understand you have a picture of not wearing a mask. I bet she doesn't wear one in the shower. Do you have a photo of that? No, of course you don't. You can take off the mask when you're in a restaurant. You have a picture of Governor Mundo. Yeah, but I have a picture of Governor Mundo. Yeah, I'm aware of that. You've sent it to me three times. Well, are you gonna post it? No, I'm not gonna post it. She's in a restaurant eating. You can see her holding the fork up. I have a picture of her not wearing a. Yeah, I know you have a picture of her not wearing a mask. It's because she has a. She, see that food? Like, what is wrong with some of you people? They just feel. Oh, well, I just want to share it with you. I want you to know. Know what? What am I supposed to know? Well, here are some people at the mall. Right? They're inside. They're not breaking the rules. Listen. Do some of you do? You, do you want to put all these businesses out? Do you want to have these businesses go out of business? What What is wrong with some of you? People are cracking. People are losing it. But yeah, they're in the mall, and it was raining outside, and they you know trying to do some Christmas shopping, and did well, I was just concerned. You're supposed to you not have crowd. Yeah. I, Except when you're in a ball, like what, what is wrong with some, people are just, it, it, it's terrible. It's the worst instincts. It is the Gladys Kravitz. It's these people that are just coming out of the woodwork that are just trying to, I don't know what it is. Remain relevant, maybe, possibly. Is that what it is? Or they, they feel that it's their duty to be a snitch. And of course they're always saying, don't, you didn't get that from me. Don't. And I'll say, no, no, no. I'm going to post it. You sent it to me. Nope, I'm going to post it. You're the one that sent me the picture. Don't don't let anyone know I sent it to you. Well, then don't send it to me. You know, what are you talking about? And NBC10, these are floating around social media. But what's floating around social media? I see a group of people that seem to be walk, walking in the uh, Warwick Mall, and they're trying to do some Christmas shopping. And I see nothing wrong with it. Folks, this, this stuff has to, I know it's not going to stop, but it, it needs to be called out. And the people that are doing it, uh, you need to get a grip on yourself and really question what you're doing. People are just sending and sharing information. The The worst thing is people over the age of, I'm going to say 45 on social media, they have no idea what's real, what's not real, what's a real story, what's not a real story. They just send anything. And I'll say to them, where did you get this? Who is this? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Someone has sent it to me. So you're just sharing it. You don't know anything about it. Accurate, not accurate. You just figured you'll just send it out there. You know, I I get a grip on this stuff. Thank God I'm not getting the ballot stuff anymore. You know, I mean, people just sending. Oh, you got to expose this. This looks like someone working in Michigan. And then I see some ballots. Yeah, it looks like I'd be a poll worker of some kind. Folks, it's John DePietro. Don't forget this Christmas season. Stop by, get your tree. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center—they have everything you need. By the way, balsam Fraser fir. This is where we got our tree. It's beautiful. Cut trees, three feet to twelve feet tall. Potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths, ten inches to sixty inches in size. They have the mistletoe. Hanging baskets, roping cut greens, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They're right right off Route 4, right across from where Ali's Donuts used to be. Now, they also have the cemetery baskets. They have beautiful Christmas crafts. Gift certificates are available, and they're open every day. Look for them on Facebook, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, and their website is PRMaterials.shop. Big show ahead. Leave it right here. It's the John DePietro Show
2: it's always christmas at anthony's jewelers 65 off the entire store it's a once in a lifetime sale at 65 off all week long open sundays sale includes diamonds diamond engagement rings diamond earrings diamond wedding bands diamond pendants and bracelets all at 65 off all wedding bands rope figaro miami cuban and puffed gucci chains along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65 off it's always christmas at anthony's jewelers 65 off all week long one year interest-free financing anthony's Jewelers. Where Rhode Island gets engaged.
1: Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 7801. MEGA, M E G A, professionals, 508 336 7801. Maybe if you need workers,
3: attention business owners in today's world customers judge you by your website and for most people their first introduction to your business or company is your website Karen Etchels at Innovast is here to help give her a call at 401-321-2799 hey now it's 2020 you gotta freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented if you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business you could receive the web at
1: www.innovast.com Remember Preferred Towing and Recovery they're located in Lincoln and they service the entire state Preferred is also female owned and operated by Christine along with her husband Mark Labby they specialize in towing transport asset recovery repossessions and private property towing services you know Mark has been doing repossessions for 30 years he gets the job done safely securely preferred towing call them today 401-725-8500 401-725-8500 or online at preferredrecovery.com as well as facebook preferred towing they can also you know they buy older vintage cars maybe it's from the 60s 70s maybe you have one it's been sitting in your garage for who knows how long the last 15 years and you keep saying you know someday i'm going to restore that but how about instead call today 401 401- 725 Call for a fair offer today. It's preferred towing in recovery located in Lincoln 401-725-8500. Again, they've been doing repossessions for 30 years. They'll get the job job done safely, secured safely and securely preferred towing 401-725-8500 or online preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook to the John DePetro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11, we go till 2. It's a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, com. Joining me right now, he covers Rhode Island for the Boston Globe, who has uh, really stepped up their coverage of uh, the state of Rhode Island in the, the surrounding area, and that is uh, Dan McGowan. And, uh, folks, Dan, you know, you have the big story. Rhode Island leads the country in rate of new COVID-19 cases and officials fear things could get worse.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, this is the front page of the globe today. It's a, it's certainly a big deal. It's a national and in it seemingly appears to be an international story because uh, there is at least some reporting out there that suggests that where Rhode Island, if Rhode Island were a country, uh, if you were to look at the 50 States as a country, uh, Rhode Island would have the highest COVID rate in the world. We're number um, one. We're number, <laughs> we're number one at something. That's right. Uh, and you know it's striking. The thing that I'm most struck by in, in some of the reporting that I did yesterday on this, John, is it, it's very difficult, even when you hear from the experts, people like Dr. You know Jim McDonald, who you know very well, and who you know has got a lot of attention, um, and even the you know Megan Rainey, one of the yes. most well-known doctors, they can't quite put a finger on what exactly is driving this, and. You know, you and I can speculate a lot on, on what's going on. And, you know, I think you and I are pretty well informed, at least, you know, on the reporting side of this. But when when you hear the, the doctors, the experts kind of say, you know, it, it's some combination of our density and we're testing a lot, you know, it, it, there's a lot of things kind of being thrown out there. And I'm, it, by the way, the answer could be, it's a little bit of everything, but it is striking. And I think for, for the public, to, you know, to, to see this and say, boy, the doctors don't even, you know, the experts don't even seem to really know this. Um, And the real fear is that, that yes, it could indeed get worse. Um, You know, because there's, there's a real feeling that we're still in the post Thanksgiving kind of bump. Um, So, you know, there, there's still some of that going on and, you know, you're seeing every day, you know, Tests coming back eight, nine, ten, twelve percent positive. And so, you know, there's always the chance that a bunch of those new positives end up in the hospital. You know, our hospitalization rate is going through the roof on 444, I think, yesterday. Uh, and, and so it, it's a it's a scary time. Now the governor always says, and, and she's right to some degree, that there is light at the end of the tunnel. We're seeing, you know, we saw the vaccinations in England yesterday. You're you were gonna start to see this. In the United States, and certainly the first half of next year, you know, I think all signs suggest that things are going to get better, but there is that real fear that things will get worse than it is right now, or than they are right now.
1: Dan McGowan, it, it is, it's so unusual, and I think Dr. Megan Rainey, and I did see her tweets, and you lay it out in, in your story, but you think about it, I mean, we're between Connecticut and Massachusetts, and, uh, you know, you and I both cover the state, and we live here. I, I, I mean, I, do you have any working theory? I mean, are we doing anything that much different? Um, it's not like we're parts of the South where people weren't even wearing masks. Like, I... I some, you know, obviously, I've been talking about it. I, I don't have a handle on it. I, I don't know why it is.
3: Well,
0: and John, I mean, you know, this—you are somebody, right? You've been wearing a mask since before anybody. I mean, oh yeah, right? I was the first and one. You were, you were the first person. <laughs> and by the way, given sort of where you lean politically, I think it would be easy for somebody to say, "Oh, John DiPietro probably doesn't wear his mask." You were the first one, right? First so you, one. you you've, you've and,
1: I'll, at, and I'll be the last
0: one. I'm sure of it. Yes. Yeah. So, so you've been. Like advocating for this the whole the whole way. I think to, in large part, to me it seems like everyone I know seems to wear a mask. Certainly, I wear a mask everywhere I go. Um, and so it you know it's not as though there's this you know direct like uh, you know flouting of all the rules and restrictions. I think oh. generally speaking, folks have been pretty good. The one thing that I, if I were to theorize on it, and it does seem like there is some. You Know, uh, 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 reality to it is that density ch- challenge. It's a reason mm-hmm. why we see, you know, Latinos three and four times more likely to be testing sure. positive. Uh, and so it's a reason why you see big numbers in Central Falls, big numbers in Providence. And remember, you know, when you have enough people in the cities testing positive, it's kind of only a matter of time because it's such a small state that potentially it spreads you know beyond those super dense areas so that's the best guess that i have that seems to be something that a lot of people believe but it is, it's just totally noteworthy that nobody has a really great answer for this
1: yeah and 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 i don't remember anything like that you know you can always point to an answer when there's or some solution when there's you know say bad test scores with the schools or the economy is down or Whatever it may be, but not like something like this. Maybe it is the density and lack of large suburban areas. Because, as you know, many times you could go to different parts of Cranston, Warwick, or East Greenwich, and it's basically interchangeable with neighborhoods Absolutely. in Massachusetts and Connecticut. You know, and we're not the Bronx for crying out loud. We're not Queens and Brooklyn.
0: That's right. That's right. So well, and, and John, I, I here's don't... the here's the striking thing. Uh, if you go, the, the the most recent data is not. Uh, available for I think last week, but if you go back to the final week of November, now remember back when when schools were reopening, when they were saying yeah. schools were going to reopen, the the rule was, rule of thumb was if your municipality, if your city or town has a, 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 hun, a rate of a hundred per one hundred thousand you know residents, then you can't reopen in in fully in person, right? And everybody yeah. said okay, like Providence and Central Falls, maybe Pawtucket, everybody else is good. If you look at the last week of November, so Thanksgiving weekend or week, the numbers came back such that it was all but Block Island and South Kingstown. They were the only mm. two communities in the entire state that were below the one hundred uh, per one hundred thousand threshold. So, it, you know, it, it clearly is going beyond just these dense communities. I just think that that it is a factor because you do see so many people in Central Falls, in, in some parts of Providence, testing positive. And that's been fairly consistent across the board since March.
1: Folks, we're so speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, the, the battle, and this has been going on a long, but it continues in the schools. And Governor Mundo, to her credit, she has been very firm that she believes, the especially elementary and middle schools, remain open. Do you think that that may change tomorrow when we get together for the weekly press briefing?
0: You know, that's the. Like, I keep trying to sort of break that story ahead of time because I, it, because I think I feel like you and I talk every Wednesday, and it just seems like you and I are kind of both almost waiting for the governor to bend on this because it, it the political capital and all the the that kind of uh, yeah. those kind of issues at play. But the governor remains pretty firm about this. I'm mean, not just pretty firm. I mean, couldn't be more firm. Probably. I would venture to guess maybe more than any Democrat in the country, uh, yes. at least Democratic governor, uh, she is adamant. And even yesterday, I think I uh, um, I believe this was a Channel Twelve interview. Uh, the the commissioner, Helicon uh, Infante Green, was asked about Cranston's decision, and Angelica Infante Green has played kind of a, a very interesting game here. Game's maybe not the fair word, but. She does this thing where she, you know, she's the direct contact to the superintendent. So she says, "Look, yep. you guys make the decisions. You know, we will we will support you, but we we are not recommending that you close down." And this that was her statement about Cranston. She said, "Look, you know, Cranston can do what it wants and clearly Cranston has a a staffing problem and we are seeing that staffing problem in many districts across the state." But she she was r- completely clear. She said, I want it to be known that the Department of Health did not recommend that those schools mm-hmm. be closed. I think that's going to be the message going forward. Th- there's a part of me that thinks maybe there will be some level of a wink and a nod between districts and the state where they say, you guys make your own decision, but our party line is going to be, you know, we're not recommending this. We're not opposing it, but we're not recommending it. Th- that seems like where this could be going.
1: I I agree with you, and especially you're talking about it's really two weeks now because then you have you know the week of Christmas they're off between Christmas and New Year's. Um, Cranston is a problem. I have a father coming on later. His son is the only one in the classroom. The teachers wow. doing the Zoom from home at Cranston West, so it's a problem, folks. Quick break. A lot more. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, right here on the John DePetro show. This winter. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Make Henry Oil. Make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401 401- 521 200 Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401 521-0200. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery, service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401 521 This winter, I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com
2: it's always christmas at anthony's jewelers 65 off the entire store it's a once in a lifetime sale at 65 off all week long open sundays sale includes diamonds diamond engagement rings diamond earrings diamond wedding bands diamond pendants and bracelets all at 65 off all wedding bands rope figaro miami cuban and puffed gucci chains along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65 off it's always christmas at anthony's jewelers 65 off all week long one year interest-free financing anthony's Jewelers
1: And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police. Fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain. 401-272-3340. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, I want to stay on the theme of schools. And um, I I really like your... uh, a story yesterday that was in the Globe and part of a roadmap, which is the new charter schools Commissioner Avanti Green wants to see in Rhode Island. I mean, first of all, I, I know that the teachers' unions cringe when they see those words, new charter <laughs> schools. Uh, but she is committed to it. She has uh, never hidden her belief that it can certainly add to the dynamic of education and are needed. She was used to working, and we're in New York where there's a lot more of them but um i think that that's interesting that you laid out some of the new charter schools that she's
0: interested in well you know what's fascinating about rhode island is for for a state that if you were to if you were to go to some of these public meetings where they talk about charter schools and i've done this god for 10 years now and if you were to go just into a meeting or you know focus on you know a zoom meeting at this point you would think that the the opposition towards charter schools was through the roof, right, you would think that everybody hates these things and they 're killing all the children I mean it, that that is the, the type of language that that you know in some ways gets thrown around about charter schools, but then go look at the last three education commissioners now going back a decade Deborah Gist, Ken Wagner, now Angelica Infante Green, all of them strong supporters of charter schools uh, in this democratic state and uh, and I think this this commissioner. Uh, it certainly harkens back in many ways to Deborah Gist. She uh, she is desperately looking for something that is going to move the needle in Providence. And you know, I talk to her a lot, both on the record and behind the scenes. And you know, I think the thing she is most fr- frustrated by, and she has said this all along, is how much resistance there is, and how much uh, to change, and how much acceptance there is of the status quo. And she's somebody who says, look, if, if you know, one of these schools, Excel Academy, this Boston based uh, charter school that has, you know, really remarkable results, they stick with kids, even through college to kind of try to get them through college. I mean, you know, seemingly the type of school that, that you and I would want to go to or send our kids to. Um, she says, look, if they have the results in Massachusetts. The kids in Rhode Island and Massachusetts are no different. Let's bring them in. Right. Uh, Mm. You know, Achievement First, right, school that's been around now, it has a proven record of success in the state of Rhode Island, has a proven record uh, also in Connecticut and New York, but certainly in in Rhode Island. They want to add a few thousand seats, and she says, let's do it in Providence. Uh, You know, Mm. they're going to open a a, a middle school, middle school charter school, John, that is going to be eight and a half hour days of school, significantly longer than regular, you know, the regular school day and more than 220 days, as opposed to 180 days of school. Wow! Uh, you know, and mm-hmm. when, when an organization comes to, and these are local people that, that, are, that are putting, this. this isn't even, you know, a big box national chain. Uh, when, when, when someone comes to you as the commissioner of Rhode Island, when you're trying to change the Providence schools and says, I will, you know, find the money, I will gather the support that is needed, and I will commit to you that, you know, 200 or so kids are going to be able to go to a school where they're going to learn, you know, by the time they finish in a four in a three, I think it's a fifth to eighth grade school, you know, over four years, you're going to see it's, it's like an entire, it's more than an entire year of school in normal times, uh, adding wow. to their, to, to their, you know, how, how do you oppose that, I think is what the commissioner is saying, and she does not care um, you know what the the union opposition to this is going to be, I think the thing she is most alarmed by and it 's off you know and now it 's still a couple of years off, but she continues to say it is her biggest fear is that and, and and I think this will happen is that the Providence school takeover is going to become a litmus test in the governor 's race. Do you support it or do you oppose it? It's going to become an even bigger factor in the mayor's race in Providence where you're going to have, you know, 15 candidates and probably half of them are going to be saying, you know, running simply on, I'm going to, you know, take back the school system. And I think what she's really worried about is, you know, the, the way the kind of the, the uh, wind blows in Rhode Island, you know, as we get closer to thinking about those politics and those political races, is there a chance that she's going to have to, you know, deal with, just the politics of it all, more so than actually getting anything done in those schools.
1: Dan mcgowan if I, I believe correctly, Mayor Lorza is not the biggest supporter of charter
0: schools. You know, interestingly, though, he has, John, you and I can't figure out Mayor Lorza. Mayor Lorza has gone from, uh, by the way, runs for mayor as a pro-charter school person, becomes mayor, yep. and becomes pretty anti-charter school, so much so that you know, we reported last year he was literally holding up by just his yes. presence uh, the expansion of achievement of the Achievement First Charter School. Uh, the tune has changed dramatically in this year, uh, and he is now Ooh. a supporter of all of the schools that asked to come to Providence, including this, wow. this new Boston school and Achievement First. He has completely changed his, uh, his tune on this, and he says, it, 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 you remember, I think I reported this a couple weeks back, he said, you know look the, the basic answer is when i'm when when i'm in control of the providence school system i have to worry about the budget it's on me yeah. and he said if if the state takes you know controls the schools and the state feels like these schools are better than the schools that you know are currently run in traditional in traditional public schools i'm on board cuz in some ways he's saying it's not my problem anymore and while probably listeners hear that and say boy he's he's throwing in the towel or Know, he's doing a terrible job. You know, the truth is, he's saying, if it's not my problem, if, if I can just pick the best option, I'm going to go with the best option. Mm-hmm. And so he is now wow. a pro charter school person. Uh, we'll see if that Holy lasts. So,
1: Nadia McGowan, not only are you a top reporter for the Boston Globe, but you've shared with us, I know you're also involved with coaching. And I think your remark that when you have a group of children, without knowing anything about, you know, who they are, their background, just by the way they act, say, on the baseball field, you could actually pick out those that attend the charter schools and those who yeah, do not. Yeah,
0: you could do th- those who attend the charter schools or those who attend, let's say, uh, you know, I-, I live in the Mount Pleasant neighborhood, so we have uh, the, a couple of the really nice uh, Catholic schools over there, uh, uh, St. Augustine yes. or St. Pius, right? You know very clearly sort of the uh, the – the discipline level right if you tell a kid to Ooh. you know focus pay attention there is often uh, not not always but often a very clear difference um, in, in just the ability to focus and you know look i don't know that that's anecdotal in many ways but it is noticeable and i've done it for 10 12 years now in in, in providence in the same place in the same you know age group of kids and you always notice it when you see the kids who go to the charter schools or who go to, you know, who are fortunate enough to maybe pay for a, a you know, a private school. They, they always have, it has nothing to do with athletic ability. It, it, it's simply focus, right? It's just the ability to pay yeah. attention to the adults. Um, and, and, and it, yeah, it is completely noticeable. And, and I think it, I think it does translate. I mean, I think that's why you see, you know, certainly the middle school charter schools are <laughs> more likely to send their kids to um, uh, to classical for high school, things like that. You know th- yep. that discipline, the ability to focus, to take a test in that in that case, uh, it is it is completely noticeable, um, and and it's something that I don't think is going to go away. In fact, I think it's going to expand even more.
1: What do you think the uh, the discussion would be with the Providence Teachers Union if they proposed eight and a half hour school days and two hundred twenty two school days, two hundred twenty days of school? I think
0: they might year. say, "Are you going to pay us two hundred twenty thousand dollars a
3: year?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> Once they stop laughing, I think they would. You know, but that is, that is, um, if you want results, I mean, you go back to when, you know, uh, in recent years, Hendrick and LaSalle, their hockey teams have, have really kicked up. But, you know, for many years, Mount was right. the, as you know, dominant, you know, hockey school really in the country with the film Ice Kings. How many yeah. years they won the state championship? They were the only one. They had their own rink. And uh, I believe they even used to skate twice a day. You know, it's all about yeah. ice time. The more hours you can have those kids on the ice. They're better. And the more you can have them in the classroom, you're going to get better results folks quick break a lot more dan mcgowan boston globe right here on the john de show <clears throat> mega truck and trailer repair call them today commercial trailers diesel equipment serving rhode island and massachusetts 508-336-2110 508-336-2110 for mega 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 truck and trailer repair as i said commercial trailers diesel equipment free estimates Three three six twenty one ten five zero eight three three six twenty one ten. 2110 508 336 2110. It's mega truck and trailer repair.
2: It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged.
1: This is the perfect time of year if you're going to have any paving done around your home, really improve the look of it. Well, you want to call J Perry Paving. Letter J, J Perry Paving today at 732-1730. 732-1730. You can find them online, letter J, jperrypaving.com. They're also on Facebook, J Perry Paving Residential, Commercial seal coating patios what a difference it makes how aesthetically pleasing it is folks invest in your home invest in your property your business j perry paving provide high quality fear pricing exceptional service hey they'll offer a free estimate any project what a difference it makes you could have a beautiful home but if you have a cracked driveway or some different cracks or just maybe it hasn't been done in a while Call J. Perry Paving today. This is also a great time of year to have that patio done, seal coating, residential, commercial, J. Perry Paving. Call them 401 732 1730. They're the best, 732 1730. It's incredible asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new project or maybe it's just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing, looks beautiful. Hey, And the snow melts right off it. J. Perry Paving. Call them for a free quote. Maybe just thinking about it. This is the perfect time. Have that driveway done. Patio done. J. Perry Paving. Call them 732-1730-401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Look for them online at J, letter J, jperrypaving.com. And also on Facebook. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And uh, Dan, two other significant stories. One is, and its I'm reading it right now in the Globe, Rhode Island Supreme Court could be majority women for the first time in history. And uh, I'm sure, you know, if anything, we talk about legacy and making a difference. That's something that I think Governor Armando would be very well, proud Well, I, I
0: think the governor is thrilled for a couple of reasons. One, anytime you get that headline, and if you look across the, I think, pretty much across every news outlet, it's some version of you know, most diverse court or, you know, female majority. So the governor loves that, right? She, There's no question. We all agree she loves when she can grab a, you know, a big kind of statement headline like that. The other factor is, boy, the stars have aligned for her in the Supreme Court battle, because if you remember only a couple of months ago, uh, you know, the, the all the talk was, is she going to kind of sneak through and give uh, Senator Aaron Lynch Prada from Warwick you know the yeah. one vacant spot on the on the senate and there was a lot You know, some of the minority groups were very upset uh and what does she do she gets she gets very lucky uh and, and gets another opening on the court which means then she gets to appoint melissa long who's who's uh, uh you know comes from a mixed race family she gets to appoint senator lynch prada uh and, and so there's less blowback now there is some some of the advocates are still upset they think it's you know unfair that a a sitting state senator can go from right from the Senate to the bench, and there are legitimate questions about that. But uh, for the governor, uh the stars really did align here. She got very lucky, uh, and what she, what does she get out of it? Is she gets a majority female Supreme Court? That's something she'll be able to, you know, talk about forever. uh You and I know. I'm sure we'll talk about her sort of national uh, goals and ambitions. And so, you know, this is another kind of notch in her belt. And by the way. She, she does it just as just North in Massachusetts, Charlie Baker, you know, has appointed, I believe it was the first African-American uh, female uh, to, to the, to the high court there. And so, you know, she gets a little bit, you know, she gets kind of the same treatment as he did. And, you know, she, you know, she compares herself to Massachusetts in many ways. So I think she feels pretty good about these appointments.
1: Yeah, McGowan, let's stay with, well, i not you also curious to find out that was odd that um, Justice Flaherty suddenly decided to put in uh a...
0: Well, all I can think of, John, the, is, is the you know a Warwick guy kind of hands off to a Warwick senator. I mean, that that that's certainly True. What that looks like. <laughs>
1: um, I want to go back to, and I'm glad you mentioned that last week, Governor Mundo, I will tell you the feeling, uh, building up to that press briefing last Thursday was that this thing was in motion. Yeah. I mean, people that I talked to Wednesday night, they were saying, you know, it's 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 happening. What I also found interesting was people in uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee's circle on Wednesday night, Thursday morning. They thought it was a shoe and He was outside the vets on Thursday, even leading up to it, ready to like talk to the media should they need to talk to him. And then um, she, you know, came out and said that she was not going to be the Biden selection. I was actually the reporter that had said because it does strike me as you know this is someone long accomplishment, you know, Harvard and then Rhodes Scholar and Doctor of Sociology. Uh, At oxford and then yale law and two-time elected government and and what about the you know larger obligation to your country in america but she wouldn't have it but what is your uh, thought or what are you hearing about how that whole thing with hhs seemingly i i mean i get the feeling that she had very good reason to believe was her but it was maybe a trial balloon and then when they get pushback from progressives, the Latino groups, the Biden people. Yeah, back. I
0: think, well, I think you just nailed it. I think that pushback is where, uh, is where this comes down. I, I'm skeptical. I will say of anyone in Rhode Island, including the Lieutenant governor, by the way, like anyone who, who is believes that they're inside of the governor's head, I think is very, I, I think it's off base. Look, the governor has a national, uh, you know, has a, a national appeal and national relationships. Remember, she was a Rhodes yep. Scholar with Eric uh, Garcetti, the mayor of Los Angeles. The, yeah. He was—he is a huge Biden advocate. Was on the Biden campaign, you know. He, he, the, the governor has every uh, connection she needs to the Biden administration. Uh, something tells me—I said lots of theories on the internet of you know, boy, the Raimondo uh, spokespeople were the ones that were were pushing this and pushing it so hard look, I, I'm sorry, but the governor's press secretary does not have access to the New York Times and the Washington Post, right? right. That, that is that is not a That's real right. thing. Uh, I've always said, I think when the governor, when you see the governor quoted by some of the columnists in the New York Times, very often they're calling her cell phone directly. That's sort of how a lot of yep. this works. So I'm always skeptical. You know, I, I didn't realize I, I missed that, John. I was on vacation last week, but I missed that the Lieutenant Governor, you know, was ready to assume the role. By the way, let's be yeah. honest- she would have not resigned right away. She still have to get a you know confirmed all of that stuff. Oh All yeah. of that said, I think you're right. I think I think there's a scathing editorial in the Wall Street Journal uh, either today or yesterday about how the the Biden administration very clearly or President Elect Biden very clearly kind of backed down. Uh, you know to yep. the the Congressional Hispanic Caucus and, and and really backed down and they you know prayed. The Wall Street Journal loves Gina Raimondo and they you know really praised her um i would not close the door just yet on 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 these oh, conversations now it's possible and you know i've always been of the mind that there is a strong chance that she finishes out her two years and then the world is her oyster after that but just the way that you know if you're tracking the way the biden cabinet positions have been filled uh it, it has you haven't seen a lot of what happened Last week, you haven't seen a lot of the essentially people saying the nominee will be Gina Raimondo and then it completely changing overnight. Um, and, yeah. and, and so there's a part of me that thinks maybe there are still some other positions. Remember, Commerce Secretary is still open, that's something yes. that would be very attractive. Um, she is clearly thought of very highly. Anyone who thinks that. You know that there's a hangover from her supporting Bloomberg clearly that's not the case no Uh, so I think she will have an opportunity and I think to your your question that you asked you know that appeal of country over your state you know I think she's gonna have to weigh that and you know what's the old saying they talk about when presidents ask it's either yes or yes sir and and, and (laughs) I think it's going to be uh, I, I think she's gonna have a tough you know a tough situation I think she um, what, what she doesn't want to happen, though, is she does not want to not get any of the major jobs and then have to say yes just because it's her obligation to some job she just doesn't want, right? If, if you could mm. be HHS, you would be overseeing the, you know, the distribution of the vaccine. You'd be an American hero if this all works out yep. the right way. That job is appealing. Commerce secretary is appealing. Of course, Treasury was very appealing. Um, and so I'll be interested to see what else she gets floated for. We haven't heard too much in the last couple of days, but I would not be surprised if you if you continue to hear her name for the coming weeks.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, it could be commerce, Tim McGowan, simply because, see, I just don't see a benefit in staying. It only gets worse. Look at how in the springtime you had uh, Governor Newsom in California, Cuomo, huge approval ratings. Even now, fast forward, Governor Baker right. being attacked. I mean, the, the ice is is melting pretty fast, and if you're a governor and you have a chance to jump into a lifeboat and you go out with still her approval ratings over sixty percent, I I think you do it. Well, otherwise, the,
0: I, think about Who this, John. I mean, the, the the Mike Pence lifeboat for for Donald Trump, right? It was underwater as yeah. a governor was, you know, facing real trouble. Of course, Mike Pence yeah. was not a at the beginning was not a Donald Trump supporter, but. You get asked to be the vice no. president you get a chance to jump ship yes. and you do it. <laughs>
1: That's right. You know, Jack Nicholas said when you exactly your line, if you get asked, he was being criticized for playing golf with President Trump and said, listen, when the president or I think Peyton Manning called him and said, what should I do? He said, when the president calls, says, do you want to play golf? There's two answers. That's yes right. or yes, sir. Just act like that. I want to get back to also, though, folks, in the Boston Globe and uh, you have a big story. Rhode Island's two major hospital groups still want to merge, but a big offer just came in and. You know, that's not. I'm not part of that world. So this Stonebridge Healthcare, I'm unfamiliar with them, but they sound like a out of plant.
0: nowhere, John. And and here's the thing: these mm. guys, this this is a a healthcare company. Think of it almost. They they would uh, they would hate this description, but think of it almost like a private equity firm. They raised, uh, literally, in the last six months, billions of dollars, billions of dollars to go in wow. and go to struggling hospitals and say, you know let us buy you and take over. And they're in the conversations. They're so new that they haven't done anything yet. They're, they have, I think that I was told by the CEO, they have four offers in all similar in scope to the 250 million that they're offering for Care New England, plus another couple of hundred million to kind of shore up some of the things that, you know, the facilities and the pension fund, you know, all those kind of things. Uh, this is a stunning move and I'll tell you, you know, the initial reaction, of course, is, well, everybody wants Care New England Lifespan and Brown to, you know, come together, have an academic health complex. And, you know, I've been told all the reasons why that makes a lot of sense. And, and I, you know, without knowing everything about the health world, that, that seems to be something that would sound good. I'm sure Brown would like that. But when, a comp- when somebody comes in and says, essentially, no questions asked, couple of hundred million dollars. Hey, the unions don't like this. We'll wait until we tell them we're going to fully fund their pensions. Um, you know, that's wow. what he said, th- th- this guy's saying. And I got on the phone with the, with the CEO, uh, uh, Josh, Net- I think it's Nemzoff That's how you say it. He, he I yep. mean, talk about a straight shooter. He gets on the phone with me and he's, and he, he just proceeded to talk about how he had talked to a bunch of people. You know, the idea that this was out of left field, he said, you know, I talked to the governor's chief of staff about this. Everyone has known that we were coming in wow. to make this offer. Uh And, you know, the, the interesting thing, and, and I'm not going to pretend to be, you know, a, a whisperer of any of these nonprofit boards, but I'm just thinking about this realistically. If you're on the Care New England board and your responsibility is, you know, your fiduciary responsibility is to make sure that that hospital runs really well and you read that there is somebody out there that is willing to pay hard cash basically for, for yeah. this, and will shore up your pensions and will invest and do all these things. I, I think it's at least your responsibility to say, Hey, we should have a conversation here. This isn't, you know, this is not somebody who this is a guy who has been in healthcare for a, for his entire career, basically, you know, it's not like uh, a bunch of rich billionaires came in and said, you know, okay, we're going to, it's not like the news industry, right. Where everybody's just buying up, newspapers and, and radio stations this is uh th- this is a serious guy who's done this work exactly acquiring hospitals mm. for his entire career there's an article in the mid 90s in the wall street journal talking about this is what this guy does um and so mm. I-, I think it would be hard if you're on that board not to at least want to entertain it and i'd be surprised if there are you know everyone's going to say there's exclusive negotiations happening i'd be surprised if there isn't some wiggle room here just in case those other, uh, you know, th- th- this other, uh, you know, c- combination merger, uh, can't take shape,
1: this uh, Joshua Nemza. I like two quotes you have with him is one when he was saying he was talking to people like the governor's chief of staff, we weren't right. talking about the Patriots, and then I love his quote of quite frankly, we were stunned, they're still talking about merging, like, listen,
0: we're coming in, we're the real deal, we're they're they're based, based a, out of, they're, they're based uh, out, of they out of Pennsylvania, out. and they got. They they were able to put okay. together a few uh, different sort of uh, groups Ooh. that were able to throw in a bunch of money to to make this happen and yeah I mean I think they're a real player whether it happens or not you know I, I think again everyone here uh, at least the officials their their kind of first preference is a merger between the locals but you, you know I, I did a lot of reporting last year as that was all coming together remember it fell apart and then it started yeah. again. Uh, you know there 's a lot of folks who are really skeptical that any sort of merger remember this these discussions have been happening you know as long as as you 've been in the media right This is a long time that that these conversations have been oh, happening yeah. and they they never quite come together and so I think having that that other option could be very interesting, especially. Look, if you're willing to basically send an email to every reporter saying, hey, we just made this, you know, couple of hundred million dollar offer, something tells me there's a public relations kind of scheme coming behind this. And if, if they start to mm-hmm. make the case, you know, if you start to see radio ads and television ads that, hey, we've got a great offer, you, you could start to see the public become interested potentially in this and, and maybe the unions as well.
1: Hmm. Folks, uh, each day I start my day with an email from Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, who's has a story on the front page of the Globe uh, in today's Boston Globe. Dan, how can other people get this? Uh, That's right, very simple.
0: Back? Just send me a blank email. You don't have to do anything else other than blank email to rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com. And what you get for free every morning before 8 a.m. is you get some original reporting from me kind of at the top you're going to get all the stories you know again the front page story that that, that you know about Rhode Island and, and its high COVID rate uh all the links there so you could click right through to them and then the rundown of what's happening today you know tomorrow's the governor's press conference there's uh, the, the, the state budget is going to be uh, you know unveiled tonight there's lots of things going on so takes five minutes to read. It's completely free. So if you send me a blank email to rinews at
2: globe.com, you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow.
1: Folks, he's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, great job. Thanks so much.
2: It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged.